Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, your host, Angelica. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in again on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. I am your host, Angelica, and if it's your first time tuning in, this is a podcast where we talk about a little bit of everything. We have guests on the show twice a week, and uh, they are sharing their passions, their work, and their personal stories. And the other days, it's just 90 Day Fiance, and of course, uh, Happy Fridays, where we do a recap of the week. And um, of course, we started a collaboration special with CQP Moments, the coupon queen pin of 13 Reasons Why. And for those tuning in again, thank you so much for all your support. Um, and I hope you enjoy this episode today. So it's September. September is PCOS awareness. What is PCOS? Is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And um, I apologize in advance. I'm still under the weather. And um, I'm just, I wanted to share my story with PCOS, my life before it, my life after and now. Um, I want this to be a message for women to be empowered, to feel like um, it's going to be okay. And also there's so many resources out there that we should look into and take advantage of and be involved in our communities and support groups with women with PCOS. Um, what I'm going to be sharing today is uh, a lot of female reproductive stuff uh, for those listening um, who are not female or for those who are not too interested in this topic, this is what it's about. So I'm just giving you the full disclosure right now. Um, It's completely up to you if you want to continue listening, but I will be sharing my story with PCOS. If you have someone out there who has PCOS or someone who was just recently diagnosed or is unsure about PCOS, this is a great podcast um, that you will learn a lot from my personal experience, some of the symptoms that uh, women with PCOS go through and the things I've done to uh, get the help and the support I need. So let's get right to it because there's so much to cover and um, I hope you really enjoy it. So what is PCOS? PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome and it's a hormonal disorder that affects between 6 to 10% of women. Symptoms often start once in the menstrual cycle begins and may not appear until well into a women's 20s or 30s. Now, for some, it starts early as even 13 years old. So a lot has changed over the years. I was diagnosed with PCOS in 2014, 2006, uh, sorry, 2014, 2015. It was one of those. Um, so going into this, yes, I was in my mid twenties. Um, I know people around me who were diagnosed as early as 13. I've met other women who was diagnosed at 12 and um, some of them are diagnosed at birth because it could be genetic. So it's different for every woman, but it does um, start in the menstrual cycle. Now, PCOS causes the ovaries to produce higher than normal amounts of adrogens, male hormones. This interferes with egg production. The egg that the ovaries normally produce develop into cysts little sacs filled with liquid instead of being released during ovulation as an egg would be released the cyst buildup in the ovaries can become enlarged pcos is also linked to insulin resistance like diabetes and can affect many systems in the body and that have long-term health consequences so for me i had cyst ruptured once which i will talk about it uh, later on in this episode Um, I have a family member of mine who has PCOS and um, this person had multiple cysts and they had to be removed and surgically removed as well. So every woman is different and that's what I want to say. Every woman experiences different symptoms, different things when they have PCOS. Now let's get into the symptoms of PCOS. So PCOS is a diagnosis given under a cluster or a group of symptoms. Different women with PCOS experience different symptoms 
and with different intensities. And the most common symptoms of PCOS are infrequent or irregular periods, no periods at all, excessive bleeding during your periods, enlarged ovaries with multiple small painless cysts or follicles that form in the ovary, skin tags, teardrop size, pieces of skin that can be as large as a raisin and are typically found in the armpits and neck area, a disorder that's caused darkening and thickening of the skin on the neck, um, grind, underarms or skin folds, uh, thinning hair, excessive hair all over the body, including the face, acne, weight gain and obesity, anxiety or depression, increased blood sugar, infraternity, I cannot pronounce that word properly to be honest, um, but not all women with PCOS experience with infraternity and appropriate measures should be taken to avoid pregnant if you wish not to. Um, also with that, I can tell you right now, most of these I've experienced, um, but when my early years, everything was fine until later on, which like I said, I'm going to get into it, but I just wanted to give you the educational part of it first. Um, what causes PCOS? No one knows what the cause is. Isn't this crazy? Nobody knows. But researchers think that it may be caused by high insulin production. Insulin is a hormone that controls the blood sugar levels. When too much insulin is produced, the body releases extra male hormones. And when exact genes have not been identified, PCOS seems to run in families. How is PCOS diagnosed? So a healthcare provider will perform a physical examination, ask you about your medical history. They will ask questions about your family history as well as your periods and regularity. Wow, I cannot pronounce words. My apologies. For those who know, I have this. I've, I am dyslexic, so sometimes I cannot pronounce the full words. They will check for your weight and look physical symptoms like acne, hair growth, darkened skin. They may do a pelvic exam or vaginal ultrasound to do some research, uh, sorry, to do some search for um, ovarian cysts and a vaginal ultrasound for PCOS is very much like an ultrasound for pregnancy. This allows your healthcare provider to see if there are any cysts or follicles in the ovaries as well as thickening of the endometrium or the wall of the uterus, of which a thin layer is normally shed each menstrual period that can build up there in a few or fewer periods. They might ask about blood tests to measure insulin levels, glucose, sugar, and other hormone levels. These tests are be used to diagnose PCOS and to rule out other conditions like thyroid and other ovarian problems. While you may have some of the symptoms listed above and other conditions do have overlapping symptoms with PCOS and should be ruled out. Is there a cure for PCOS? There's no cure for PCOS, but there are treatments available. These treatments can help balance hormones in your body or relieve some of the symptoms, such as acne and weight gain. And some of these symptoms can help you treat treatments you do yourself. And for others, you might need a healthcare provider. So what are things that we can do to help yourself for those who are, are diagnosed with PCOS? Lifestyle changes can improve quality of life prevent health problems in the long run. For example, may consider limiting um, your intake of processed foods and foods with higher sugar content. A balanced diet exercise will help your body regulate your hormone cycle and may delay or even prevent some of the health problems associated with PCOS. Some women try to avoid exposure to environmental pollution and processed foods because they may have certain androcene disrupting chemicals. These chemicals can disrupt normal hormone levels, including uh, those already affected by PCOS. Um, some products may help with the fight of hair loss and facial hair. Um, there are, you know, different solutions for that. Um, what can a healthcare provider help you with? Well, the best way to treat your PCOS and your hormone disorder, you need to find a specialist that can help you um, really, you know, provide the right treatment for you. Um, now this all this information you can definitely find 
on the website at cwhn.ca forward slash en forward slash node forward slash 44804 I googled uh, PCOS and this is the information that I collected of course um, once again I will put the information that I just read to you into the show notes so that way you have something to reference to so I just wanted to give you a quick overview of what PCOS is the symptoms the treatments um, pretty much a background information about it And now we're going to get into my life with PCOS. My life before PCOS. So a lot of people ask me, so how could this happen? How were you diagnosed with PCOS? I've always remembered you being so athletic you know, you know, just every sport you've done, you've done cross country, you've done volleyball, you've done soccer, you did everything. You were always at the gym. You were just so active. And how did this all start it? And I always sometimes wonder how did it really start? Because it's just crazy to me to really go through all of this and experience PCOS after and before. And I'm just like, wow, it's hard to explain how my body has changed so much. And a lot of people just don't understand it. So I'm putting out my story out there because everyone's different. Everyone has a unique story and has a different journey when it comes to PCOS. So my life before PCOS, I was very active. I was into sports. Um, I was just like so active. I never stopped. Um, I first got my period though in grade six. Um, it was sometimes embarrassing because I did not know what that was all about. Was it grade six? I could say probably earlier than that. I remember being on the bus. Um, we were doing a cross-country meet. I think it was grade five or four. I don't remember. I know the teacher's name. So it was in Miss Williams' class. Um, this was before I think she got married. I was in Miss Williams' class. And um, oh my god. I think it was before or after. Oh my goodness, this is so weird. I think it was like towards the new year. And we were coming home from a track meet. And I was sitting on the bus with friends. And I felt like crap. Like I never felt like this ever in my life. I've done a lot of uh, track meets and practices. And I never felt like this before. I felt very uneasy. I felt really cold. Um, I was just feeling really sick and I remember being on that bus on my way home and I was just like why am I feeling this way why am I like you know what is this feeling I felt nauseous I felt weird I felt like you know where your uterus is like underneath my stomach Um, I was just like I'm feeling so uncomfortable like I wasn't feeling myself and I remember riding that bus like what is happening to me so once we got back to the school and this was our time to kind of once they'd done our head count um, I went home so when I went home and I got home and I wanted to shower because it's been such a long day at the track meet um I noticed I was bleeding and I freaked out. I didn't know what to do. Um, My mom wasn't even home yet. So my dad, I didn't want to tell my dad because what is he going to say? I don't know. (laughs) So I remember that I just didn't know what it was until my mom got home and I was scared because after I showered and everything, I was still bleeding. I didn't know what it was. I thought I was dying. Like, what could have happened? And thus, this is where my mom was just like, oh, my gosh, you got your period. (laughs) And she was so excited. I'm just like, you know, with that confused look on my face, like, what do you mean? Like, what is this? (laughs) You know? So then she tried to explain to me, and I do remember a little bit of it, how she was like, oh, this is what happens in a woman's body. Um, We bleed there every so often because it helps us... um, ovulate and she was just getting very technical and I'm just like how long is this for 
and she's like oh it's usually for seven days but it depends and you're gonna have to start wearing pads and bring them to school and all of this crazy stuff so I was kind of like okay so I'm wearing a diaper to school um so I think this was grade four I'm not gonna lie so I was really young really really young when I got my first period um so I started wearing a pad went to school it was so uncomfortable because you're just like what's this extra layer of you know stuff that's on your underwear like it was so weird I remember going to the bathroom so frequently that teacher was like teachers were like what's the reason and it's of course because you are on your period and nobody else is on their period in your classroom that you're the only person that needs to get up and use the bathroom and try to dispose of this pad somehow I don't remember much after but I do remember um, the following months um, it was embarrassing for me to experience my period being in the, in, the, in a class of like so many kids that we haven't most of them haven't even reached puberty yet and I remember getting up going to use the bathroom and I'm bleeding through everything and I was wearing white pants I felt so embarrassed and I had to tell the teacher that I remember do you have a pad and she looks at me like I do and she looks at me like I do like how do you have your period right now and she really helped me out um then I ended up going home because I was just embarrassed so I didn't want to stay at school so I ended up going home as I was walking home I was just like what is this thing that's happening and you know at that age you're just like whatever I guess this is what mom says like I have to you know this is what needs our bodies to get done every month and you have to go with it but I wasn't accepting it because no one else had their period you know how embarrassing it is sometimes when you're kind of like oh my god my period's coming and then you have to go to the teacher because you didn't have pads because you weren't sure it wasn't coming so that's another embarrassing moment where you have to go ask your teacher for a pad so I you know had to deal with what I had and I know the next um, other months so after I think the first six times I was okay I was very heavy flow very heavy flow my mom was just wondering how does this girl release so much out of her body it's crazy so I started to my mom would tell me that I started to really have these symptoms of wanting to throw up I had cold chills I had fevers excruciating pain and that was the first time when I felt like why do we get periods I had pain like someone was really punching me there scratching me there whatever it was it was just so painful it was so painful to a point where I was like I stayed home for a week and I couldn't they didn't my mom couldn't explain how does this girl get so much pain why does she go through so much pain my like it was just heavy heavy flow I had like blood clocks come out of there too and it was just like it was too much I suffered a lot through pain like to a point where doctors didn't even know why I was getting so much pain then later on in life two years later I remember going to the hospital so frequently because the pain was unmanageable and my mother would have to stay home from work just to take care of me because I just couldn't um, the first two days was really painful and then I just was able to go back to school after but it was just excruciating excruciating pain like she would do her own traditional medicines from back home like mint tea chamomile like everything and I just remember being so painful that I would just be like crying into tears like why do I have to go through this and it it's just excruciating pain like it was so painful so painful and I always wondered why am I suffering through this what is the purpose of this 
And we didn't start learning about this, I think, until like grade eight or grade seven about, you know, women's reproductive system and periods and menstruation and stuff like that. And I'm just like, Frig, I'm just a pro because I started this like, what, four years ago when we were, you know, when I was in grade eight, like, you know, <laughs> I've been through a lot already. And I remember one time asking my mom, you know, when does this end? She's like, oh, when you heat, when you reach menopause. And I said, why, how is that? Because I didn't know what menopause was. I didn't really understand it at the time. And she was like, oh, when you're like 50 something. And I'm just like, long pause. Like seriously, long pause. My mouth is wide open. Like WTF, you're kidding me, right? So with my periods ever since as a teenager, it's been excruciating pain. It's been heavy it got really regular, but it was just heavy flows, like heavy flows, like how the hell, where does this blood come from? That's basically all it is. What is happening inside? Until when I got older, when I was about 13, um, no, not 13, sorry, when I was like 15, 16, finally seeing other doctors and specialists, and I was recommended naproxen to really help with the pain, take it two days before your period, um, so they can ease off the pain and then on your period take another two just to kind of have an easier week because the pain is unbearable to a point where it's just like oh my goodness what is going on in there there's like a war happening in there and no one's winning they just want to keep on fighting till the end so it was excruciating <laughs> Hi, my name is Casey Gonzalez. I'm with Chef Salty Pork. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Mark the Shark from the Mark the Shark MMA Show. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to a little, little bit of everything, everything with, with Angelica. Angelica. Dealing with the excruciating pain for so many years, I've tried so many teas. The best one I can say for me is chamomile helps a lot. Peppermint is another one. Um, making sure that I'm always taking my naproxen pills days before my cycle starts and during my cycle so I can sleep at night. Um, frequently making sure that you're going to the bathroom, um, changing your pads or tampons, whatever it is, um, keeping yourself clean. Um, it, it's like little maintenance stuff, but also the big thing is making sure you're going to your family doctor, your family physician or healthcare provider, whoever that you go to and make sure you're always getting your ultrasound, making sure that you're always, um, getting your blood work done and making sure that everything is okay. Right. So, throughout the years after college and I started working um I got into this thing of running and it was because a trainer of mine where I worked at a gym um she really got me into running and I kind of was obsessed with it I was I was really obsessed with it so I did um my first 5k I did a 10k and then I was aiming for a half marathon. So I could say that I was running for about five years. Um, and I was so obsessed. Like, it was amazing. I felt good. I ran with my periods. I didn't care how heavy it was. But I was doing it. I was doing my practices. I was doing my trainings. I was aiming for all of that. And I was just noticing my body changing. Like, I was feeling so much better. I was losing so much weight. I felt so much confidence because the way I felt after I was running, I was feeling so good with myself and the confidence was really high up there because I was just like, wow, running is helping me. Running is helping me feel good. Now, after I've completed my 21 kilometers, which I don't know how much it is in miles, guys, I'm sorry. I, so this is my half marathon after I completed it. I felt like, okay, so my next goal is going to be 40. 
So I upped my kilometers up and this is where I started to feel really bad. I started really to feel different. My periods stopped coming. My periods stopped coming. Ladies, my periods stopped coming. And this is where it kind of like woken up and I was just like, okay, missed my period two months now. I missed it for three. I missed it for four. I missed it for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I missed it for a year. So after a year, I was worried, but not so much. I was kind of enjoying it because I was like, I got my period when I was in grade four, coming home from cross country meet. And that was such a long time. And now that I'm like 25 and it stopped for a year, I'm like, okay, maybe this is just a break. This is just a break. The universe is just giving me a break. Little did I know there was something else coming to me. So my mom, she's asked me, so you haven't had your period in a year? And I said, yeah, I'm not pregnant. Um, no bun in, no muffin in the oven, like they say, or bun in the oven. Um, nothing so she asked me have you seen a gynecologist have you seen your doctor and I said well we did ultrasounds there's nothing really going on everything's okay um she's like well you better get that checked out because typically you should be having your period every single month she kind of bursted my bubble and um I I went to the family doctor went to go see a specialist for uh, a gynecologist and then when I walked into this gynecologist room I was just like, I'm surrounded by pregnant women. <laughs> Shoot, this feels so weird. So I'm in my running clothes. It was like a day off because I took the morning off and then I was going to head up to work later off, later on. And um, the first thing this gynecologist asked me, are you a runner, rower, dancer? Um, oh, what was the other one? Runner, rower, dancer, um, a cyclist and a gymnast. And I'm like, no. And she's like, well, you got to tell me, like, are you one of those that I've listed? And I said, well, I'm a runner. And she's like, are you a professional athlete? And I'm like, no. And she asked, are you just recreational? Yes. What are you training for? Full marathon? And it was like dead silence for me. And the gynecologist said, you need to stop running. And when she said I had to stop running, I felt so much emotion in my body. It was getting really hot. And I felt like my world was coming down. I was running for so long. I was running to make myself feel better. And I tell her, but how does running affect this? And she's like, how many uh, kilometers you're running every week? And I said between, I lied, and I said between 5 to 10 or sometimes uh, 10 to 15 a week. Um, and she's like, no, tell me the serious truth because I can see that you're, you're, you're going through a lot right now and I'm trying to read you and I feel like you're not telling me the truth. So then I said, I'm running to train for my... A full marathon in February and mind you I did go see her in November December and she's like you need to stop running after hearing that for what the third time that you need to stop running the rush of emotions came to me and I was just like but why she's like we're gonna do some blood work you're gonna pick a specific day in a specific time and you're gonna get that blood work done we're gonna do some blood testing for the next six weeks and after the six weeks, hopefully your period should be coming. You need to cut down your kilometers of running. And she's like, do you want to go on birth control so we can regulate your period? I'm like, but how's that work? What if I plan on getting married and I want to have children? And she's like, when do you have planning on children? I'm like, I don't know, say in like the next two years or so. She's like, then we can't put you on birth control. But birth control is going to help you regulate your periods. Now, if your period doesn't come in, in the next six weeks after you, you know, follow my recommendations, then you're going to have to take birth control. And I was just sitting there like, how does that make sense? How is it me taking birth control is going to help the situation, even if I want to have children? So she was just like, well, 
you decide what you want to do. So I kind of said, well, why don't I just take the birth control and then if I need, I don't need to come back. Because mind you, everybody, a gynecologist appointment, it's not easy to get one here. It takes forever. And I was thinking, it's just the convenience. If it doesn't show up, at least I got the prescription, take it out, done, off I go. And I start taking them. But she's like, nope, let's do the blood work. Let's see what happens. And then we'll go from there. I will call you if there's something, but let's just do a checkup and we'll see you in the next eight weeks. So after this eight weeks, I go and see her and she's like, oh, did you get your period? And I was like, yeah, I actually did. And she's like, yep, yeah, because it showed here. She went more into the scientific stuff, which I completely forgot what she said. This was a long time ago. And uh, she's like, well, there you go. Your period's here. Um, just keep doing what you're doing. She's like, what are you doing anyway? And I said, well, I cut down my running. I'm only running five kilometers uh, a week and I'm just taking it easy. And she's like, okay, you can still do other exercises. That is no problem. So after that, I had my period for two months and then it stopped again. I didn't end up going to the same gynecologist because I was like, I need a second opinion of what's going on because I really don't want to go on birth control. And I went back to my doctor and then she's like, you know what? After getting the results from the gynecologist, because they do, they send their own notes of what they think the problem is. And those are notes that we really don't see. So my doctor's like, well, I think the diagnosis here is that you have PCOS and I was just like okay and she's like this is what the doctor said that you have PCOS and she's like did she tell you that I'm like not really she explained it briefly but not too much and guys I don't remember much about it I just know what I just said and um I know I've repeated the story about like three times and every time this particular sit down with the doctors, it's been something that I don't remember fully what happened, but I do know the basics and what was I, the stuff that I was recommended. So my family doctor said that, um, you may have PCOS and, um, she prints out like this whole big form of what PCOS is and stuff like that. And I went home and I read it and all the symptoms and I'm going through the symptoms on the sheet and I'm just like, shoot, like I, this is what I have. Um, the anxiety and depression did not come till later on. Um, the hair growth, I've always had it skin tags, everything like that's, that's normal. So she's like we have to really monitor your periods make sure you're always recording them and that way we have those on record now fast forward a couple years i started to realize that i was getting irregular periods and i was still confused to why i know i have this pcos but why am i getting these periods what do i do what can i do um, there was times in my life that was really stressful because there's a lot has happened in my family where it's it just got really stressful and I just you know when you're stressed out they say that your period stops and it doesn't come so most of that time was because of that and being so stressful with everything was just at that point where I was like okay my period's never coming because now you're trying to make yourself less stressful to help your period to come but then also it's like so many other things are being involved what do I do at this point it was really hard I just didn't know I kind of let it be if my period didn't come it didn't come um you know if my period decided to come that was great and one time I was at work and it was in February, very cold day. I'm sitting at work and I feel this excruciating pain coming. It was so bad that I started bleeding. I was freaking out. I felt like, I don't know how it feels to get shot or whatever, but if, if that could be a thing, an experience, like, I don't know, it was so painful, guys. It was so painful. I called my husband. I said, hey, I'm not feeling well. I left the car there. And then I said, I'm not doing so great. And then I tell my boss and I said, I can't, I need to go home. I'm not feeling well. I feel like I'm going to throw up. And like, it's just, this is more than what, this is the normal. My husband comes, he follows me or is it, he just picks me up and I left my car. I think that's what happened. Sorry guys. Like I said, like there's some things I do remember sometimes some of the things I don't, 
and I, I ended up being at the hospital. First, no, first I went to drop off my car. That's what happened. So he followed me from behind, and then I went to drop off my car at home. We went straight to the walking clinic, and I said that I hear this really bad excruciating pain. Like I was just sitting at my desk, and then like something just like it popped in there. It was crazy. Then he says, "Well, it's a good thing for coming in." She's, he's like, "When was your last period?" I said, "Well, it's been a couple months." And then he's like, "You know what? I think you need to go to the hospital." So getting, we go to the hospital to our nearest one, and holy crap, the pain just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And it took a while to get in, first of all, because when you don't know what it is, it's you're obviously it's like let's deal with the most most um, dangerous case first and then we'll deal with you after guys it was so painful it was a lot of pain I felt very nauseous I wanted to throw up everything and what happens once I get taken in I get blood work done I get some IV in me and then they tell me that oh I do some ultrasound work I do an x-ray do the whole works and a ton of blood work that they had to take out after hours and hours of waiting at the hospital because that's what the problem is here in toronto canada there's just the wait line the wait times are so crazy i think after like 12 hours they tell me that my cyst ruptured so my cyst ruptures it was excruciating excruciating pain worse than the pain that i ever dealt with and guys i've dealt with pain 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 from like my menstrual cramps pain that is so rough that I'm just like why why do I have to suffer through this pain so once we find out that it was a cyst rupture I was told by the nurse to kind of just take it easy um you know still continue to wear a pad just he starts to bleed more from the rain the rain or excess of it from the cyst rupture if it does happen again you need to come back but then if there's serious issues that we're going to face then i'm told sitting there that um i'm not going to be able to have children so imagine just sitting there with your husband or fiance at the time now he's my husband and being told that we can't have kids and i just started bawling my eyes out and my husband's just staring at me like i was just telling him like i hope you understand oh my god i'm getting emotional i'm like i hope you understand what i go through because it's not easy i've been dealing with pain all my life and the fact that I have irregular periods and all of this is because of the PCOS. And I hope you just understand that having a children may not be in the cards. But I just hope you can understand. And that's the one thing I said to him. So the nurse was very like, you know, it's a, it's really tough. And women who have PCOS, it's, it's even harder on them. And then I had another doctor come in, kind of give you the synopsis of what happened, what what's gonna, what's the turnout for later, and they recommended me to start treatments for infraternity and like, you know, all the other stuff. And I, at that moment, I'm just like, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just thinking to get myself better after this disruption, and then we'll figure out after. But it was a good moment where my husband, fiance at the time could really understand and see what this whole thing that I'm going through is all about it was a great um information informative um lesson for him to know because a lot of men think like you know oh it's easy to have kids so easy but no it isn't not for a lot of women guys one in ten women wear the teal one in ten women wear the teal and I'm one of them. So after that, I've been taking care of myself. And I started kind of just like, you know what? I'm going to go see a naturopath. Because I've met, have, I know women who've gone through the medicated treatment way to deal with PCOS. And I've, I've seen the list of medications given. And I was just like, I can't do that. I cannot do that. And guys... I did a lot of research. I was going through a bunch of websites to see which clinic I should be going, 
which clinic I should be start taking. I even went to a walking clinic to get his opinion. If he knew anybody in the industry, recommended me so many people. I went to see different clinics. I went to meet up with different naturopaths. Like a lot, a lot that I had to do in my own part because I said, I need to take control of this PCOS. I can't let this PCOS take me down. And just because I had a cyst rupture, this is not the end of the world. It just keeps going. And the people around you need to go with you and have that support with you. I've gained weight. I've tried to lose weight. I've gained weight again. I tried to maintain it. It's just crazy. With PCOS, you don't even know what to expect. I've had through, I've gone through depression phases. I've gone through a lot of anxiety. I've gone through mood swings to a point where I thought it was just like, who am I? I feel like I'm not the person that I was before. How can I control this PCOS? How can I control this hormone imbalance? What do I do? And as you heard before, I did so much research and I tried going back to the gym and it wasn't working. I, it just, it's crazy. It was just crazy. And I always think like, I have to go to the gym literally seven days a week in order to lose like 10 pounds in the next three months. You know, it's, it's a lot harder. I had to change my eating habits and everything and nothing was working. It worked for like three months. So I kind of just got fed up and I was just like, you know what? I need a solution. I need someone that can help me. So after so much research and so much, you know, visiting doctors and clinics and stuff like that, I said, I'm not going to go through the Medicaid way. And the reason why, and this is my opinion, because the amount of medications that you're recommended that they want you to take, which I feel like it's unsafe because you're just creating other problems internally. So thankfully with my work benefits package, I see that I can see a natural path almost every day if I wanted to and just pay a little bit of the difference. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to try a natural path. So I had to do a hard search of a natural path with a good success rate and who is experienced in PCOS. So you need to make sure when you're finding a natural path, you need to find one that is experienced and has deal with women and a great success rate with PCOS. So I ended up finding one close to my home that's easy for me to get to even on the weekends if I have to go. And um, we we sent I sent her an email and I said, hey, I'm looking into your services, but I need someone that has experience with dealing um, with dealing with women with PCOS. And this doctor told me that they have a huge success rate. Um, they've gone women with PCOS have their regular periods back control them they were able to take a handle of their PCOS symptoms and also continue to live their life and also have babies naturally so I was so intrigued by it and after my first visit um, we did a lot of talking because she wanted to know what happened since day one all the way till now and I started uh, working with her and now I can say things are really good because I've taken a handle of my PCOS. I found a fraternity clinic that can do the examinations. I can work with my natural uh, path doctor to send in the results. And, um, you know, I stopped taking, I stopped going to take the blood work out because it's just my work schedule has gone crazy. And, but I, what I can say is that with a natural path, I was given supplementation that will work for me and help me control my hormone imbalances. The one thing the doctor told me, she says, when it comes to things naturally, um, it's going to take a lot longer, a lot longer for things to kick in and make a difference. And I was just like, you know what? It's okay. I have plenty of time. And she's like, you know, but you got to put in the work. We, I work with you. I give you what you need to do, but you need to put in the work and it's not going to be easy. So I was on a PCOS diet 
which I had to eliminate everything, which is sugar and carbs, uh, get on a gluten-free diet and just have veggies and protein. Um, the other thing is supplementations, a bunch of supplementations to help with my overall, you know, health and well-being, like egg production and, um, you know, uterus, the health of the uterus and overall um, it's it was a lot of things and I don't remember on the top of my head but then she's like you have to give yourself between like six months to a year in order to see results but it depends on the person's body we did acupuncture we targeted certain points that can help us um, help my body to kind of get back into the rhythm of things and get back what it used to be and it was just a lot of things like a lot of things we did after four months of being consistent I finally got my period and I was just like wow so the acupuncture was doing really well with my body the supplements with it had given it an extra boost um I was just so overwhelmed I even started crying I cried everybody I cried when I first saw my period again I never thought that I would be like, oh my God, I need my period again. Who would have thought that I would be thinking that? So as the months progressed, I can say it's been like a year and a half now working with my naturopath and it's been such a huge success that we were able to control my symptoms um, with the basic supplementation and I've been able to have my periods again and have them regularly, which who would have thought right you with the moments that I remember being at the hospital thinking like oh my gosh like this is over but no there is a chance there is a way there's a way to take care of it there's a way to manage it we just gotta look outside of the box and I feel like that outside of the box is the natural path she has been so amazing and super knowledgeable and has helped me in every single thing ever I don't regret it I, you know it is costly sometimes but when you do the math and compare the medicated way which most of us are not covered with it ends up being almost less expensive with the natural path and in this way my body is taking supplementation that's good for me opposed to taking medicated medicine that is not good for me and that can harm you in different ways long term in the future so my opinion is to do a lot of research, see what's what works best for you, and taking the decision of doing the natural way has helped me so much and I'm seeing the results. Now the next step is to see if we're able to have a child, which it's a lot of work, a lot of foods that I have to be in taking um, that can make this work and I'm excited for the next step. But me sharing my story today is to help all of you really feel like there is a light at the end of the tunnel there is something for us maybe the natural way doesn't work for you maybe the medical way is the right way of doing it you know you can decide of what you feel like is right to put into your own body and it will work it will work me being able to share the story like i said and hopefully to help someone hopefully it can change someone's mindset to seek the help it's you know I know there's not a cure for this there isn't but there's so much stuff out there that's you know with the innovative technology and stuff there is something we just need to learn how to management I know the big thing was food food we need to be very cautious with and know what foods we should be intaking a hundred percent so I've noticed there's a bunch of Facebook groups that you can sign up for women's health and support. You can ask questions. Um, Instagram, there's been so many Instagram pages that you can really learn tips and tricks. Um, there is a lot of stuff out there. A lot of support groups, a lot of Facebook groups. Get into your community and see what they have for people, for women with PCOS. Um, just Google it. And I'm hoping with my story, it can help someone out there who is suffering through PCOS. And for those who are taking charge and seeking out that medical advice, either naturally or not, 
you know you're doing the right thing by seeking the help to control this because I know it's not easy for us it really isn't it really sucks to be going to the gym seven days a week killing yourself and you're not losing weight right but you're doing whatever it takes it's just gonna take a while for our bodies to get used to it and that's the reality so am I losing weight now yes I am with the foods I'm eating now I have to kind of do like a reset cleanse as per my naturopath and then you know I started the gym just a couple weeks ago which to help me balance out my hormones and we should be good so I just wanted to share my story out there to all of you I hope you enjoyed it um so there's some moments I got really emotional just like oh my god <laughs> it's the truth and like that's how I felt at the time and it you know I know most of us go through anxiety and depression and, you know, we need to find ways that find a hobby that makes us happy. And that's where the podcasting came in. It made me happy and it's making me happy. So find hobbies that will help you ease down your stress. Find hobbies that can help you ease down your anxiety and depression because I know the biggest thing that my naturopath has said, we need to keep stress-free lifestyle. And you got to find something that can help you ease your mind and reduce that stress. If it's working out, if it's coloring a book, if it's even podcasting or joining a support group, whatever it is, we got to find that. We need that time for ourselves too. That's the big thing. You need to make time for yourself. And I have gone to massages. I see my naturopath once a week. I go to the gym three times a week. I'm planning on upping it up. You know, find something that will help you reduce your stress and find time for yourself in order to control these symptoms that we're going through. So, this is the end of this episode. And I just want to thank all of you for tuning in again and hearing me out on my personal story with PCOS. I know I've been feeling under the weather and I appreciate you guys for your cooperation. But also, I do want to say thank you so much for listening. And I hope this can help help some of you um, who are going through with PCOS or, you know, someone who is and understand them better. And hopefully, you know, there is something for us out there. We just got to keep at it and keep working at it. I know there's so much. It's not going to happen overnight. It will happen in the next couple of months. But once you put the work into it, the hard work is going to pay off 100%. So thank you so much again to all of you for tuning in. Thank you to all of you out there um, for all your support. September is PCOS Awareness Month. Get out there into the community and see what they're doing for PCOS. And let's keep creating the awareness. I am your host, Angelica, and I am one of the 10 women who wears the teal. And that's all we have for now. Thanks for listening and stay tuned on a new episode on a little bit of everything with me.